What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today I'm going to talk to you guys about a really interesting story and it never, you know, ends to fascinate me or, you know, <laughs> to find these brand new stories, you know, that I, I, you know, never heard of, you know, even from familiar faces. And when I find them, I love them and I just want to share them with you. So I was coming across a uh, story uh, from David Adair, who worked uh, at Area 51 for a brief time uh, when he was a very, very young guy. They brought him down there because he was one of the most brilliant minds of the time. And he encountered this engine, an alien engine that had uh, webbing all over it, and not like spider webbing, but like um, optical fiber webbing. And basically this thing was like a living brain engine. Okay, for a humongous ship. Now, what's interesting is he states that this thing was alive and it still communicates with him to this very day because it, it, it shared this like very, uh, you know, intimate relationship with him as he went through and entered this engine and touched it. And, and when he touched it, it would engage with him mentally and uh, continues to give him information to this very day. So he calls it uh, Pitholum, and it's still at Area 51. Now, what's interesting is this thing continues to communicate with him, and it tells him that that it and its species have been around for 13 billion years. And David Adair stated, well, wait a minute. <laughs> the, the universe is only, according to us, only 15 billion years old. And he said, well, we've been around for 13 billion of them. So that's pretty interesting. Now, what he also stated was that these things don't count or calculate time like we do. You know, we calculate time on a very linear fashion, but they calculate time going pa- from the past, present, and future all at, all at the same time. 
because they can interact with the past, present, and future all at the same time. So he told him, or the 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 ship engine told him that we don't run on Julius Caesar calendars. We run on multiple uh, multiple timelines, kind of like a one humongous timeline, grasping it at in all areas and all angles. So she also stated, he calls it a she, the engine, that for a species to calculate time in the way we do in a chronological fashion is pretty antiquated and actually very extremely rare uh, for any species to calculate it the way we do. So I thought that was interesting. They, he said that the, the, the engine actually told him that they didn't even think that such creatures existed that could live like that. And he said, well, wait a minute. You know, how did, how did they do it? He stated that they're unstuck in time, meaning that they're not stuck in a chronological timeline. They can go past, present, future. And they have this evolution that allowed them to do that. And, you know, what was interesting was, you know, Emory Smith asks David Adair, you know, how did they evolve? You know, how did... How did they evolve to be able to create such a creature that has basically, you know, kind of like a sentient AI or almost a living thing? Um, And he stated that he hadn't gotten all that information yet. (laughs) I mean, how do you receive all that information from uh, a device that's 13 billion years old? You can't, you know, this thing is living and it's got this intelligence that is so old that I'm actually surprised it can even communicate with us. You know what I mean? Given that we're we're such a young species, um, but he did state, you know, why did you why did you come here? You know, he asked he asked this this entity, we'll call it, um, you know, why did you come here? And he stated, well, or she stated, you know, you guys are on the outer rim of the galaxy, and we're we're exploring all galaxies as we come up to them. And so you, you happen to be on, you know, the front end of the galaxy we were exploring and, you know, the ship ended up crashing. And so they were able to take this engine, bring it down in area 51, bring it down, you know, however many feet below, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, the desert and bury it and, and bring it into their laboratory. Um, so they stated that, or she stated that it basically came here and landed uh, way before anything really ever, ever was here. Um, and some of their ships came earlier than, than she did. And when these ships would come, they'd actually bury themselves and create bases underneath the ground. And he said, well, how, how long ago? And she said, it's about 600 million, million years ago. And he said, you've been here all this time. She's like, yeah. And, and other, other of our species have been, um, underground for for quite a while that was until your current species decided to start dig tun- digging tunnels and ran into some of our bases as well and he's like oh okay so so we're 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 <laughs> we're part of the problem <laughs> she said well yeah we were you know we were working on uh, developing our our understanding and, and doing our scientific research and then all of a sudden you guys kind of dug in and and, you know, we had an issue. So he stated that, you know, a lot of individuals believe that 
um, that, you know, these areas are like evil, that they have like skinwalkers on them and, and they have like all these entities. But really, it's just a lot of the technology that it accompanies some of these craft really change things. They, they change the environment. Um, one of the things that David Adair talked about was their curiosity, their interest in our species and our development. And he, the, the species, the entity of the ship, of the engine, asked him to go to the Georgia Guidestones. Now, this episode actually took place right after the explosion of, of it took place at the Georgia Guidestones. And uh, it blew up, it blew one of the Guidestones away. And then eventually, like I think a month later last year, uh, they, they demolished it. So it asked him, the ship asked him to go to the Georgia Guidestones and, and, and take a look at it before it's gone. And he's like, whoa, he didn't even know it was going to be gone. And eventually it came to be true that they actually did demolish it. Um, so he stated, she stated that I'd like to see it. I'd like to, you know, uh, explore it with you. And so he said, okay. So he drove down there, down to the Georgia Guidestones and took a look at it. And, and, uh, he asked this, this entity, you know, who built this thing? And she said, that'll be a time. That'll be a story for another time <laughs> because we've still been trying to figure it out. There is a name associated with it, with the construction of it, which I believe was back in 1980. Um, but it, it was like under so many, uh, like shell companies that nobody ever figured it out. Um, but what was interesting was, you know, they talked about, or he talked about with her, you know, the fact that the, these stones actually say that we're supposed to only have like 500 million people on the planet, that we're about like, you know, basically, <laughs> basically have way too many billions of folks, too many. Um, David Adair said when speaking with this entity that about 3 billion people is about the max that we should have for the planet to live in like harmony. Um, 500 million was okay, but, you know, 3 billion would be all right too. Um, but what was really interesting was when he went down there, this entity actually told him to look down from uh, a, a, this uh, tower called Rock Eagle Park. And when you look down at it, when you, when, you, when you go up to this tower and look down on the park, you can see what resembles a rock eagle's head or eagle's head in, in rock formation, a big eagle. And he was like, wow, well, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Then it told him to go down and read this sign. Now, this sign was created quite a while back, and it was written by Native Americans, um, and and kind of like a warning sign for Native Americans, so to speak. And let me let me tell you what it says. Hang on, let me find the right spot here. Um, but it's it's addressed to the white man, uh, and it's kind of like a warning. You know, it's kind of like a, a warning for folks to not go down. And, uh, and it, it told them that there were species before the Native Americans were here and they've since left. And, and it was a warning for the white man to be aware of this. And hang on, I'm going to put this on hold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the, the sign clearly indicates that there was a species there prior to the Native Americans being there that have had loved and lost and, and flourished. And it was, it actually stated, you know, this is a message to the white man on this plaque that's still there today. So I wonder, you know, if David Adair was led there by this Tholum, uh, female oriented, uh, space engine, <laughs> um, if there, if it was for a particular reason, maybe some of their bases were directly under that area. It's kind of interesting, right? And it'd be interesting to think about what kind of influence these previous inhabitants or maybe still current inhabitants underneath the ground in, in caverns are still having upon Earth. And it's really amazing to think about the fact that David Adair has continued to receive this information for 45 years, ever since he went down there uh, back in, I think it was 74, 75, uh, down to Area 51 and touched this this you know, brainchild of this craft. Uh, he continues to get messages, and he stated that they add up over time. And it, this episode is interesting because it kind of coincides with the episode I was talking about yesterday with superpowers from different craft. And I didn't really talk about... Well, I talked a little bit about David Adair, but, you know, the fact that this story came out right after... <laughs> right after last night's episode just seems to make me think that you know it's more than coincidence it's it's you know fate and we're on the right path so again it's it's a combination of you know conscious assisted technology they call it um as well as you know it's ai capabilities and its capabilities and technologies to give us or interact with us and almost seem like it's giving us superpowers in a way because there's no other way we'd be able to interact with a spaceship <laughs> uh, from from a, a remote distance unless he had engaged with it i think that this story could be written about for a movie television show a book miniseries and many many more i think this and this is just the tip of the iceberg for david adair you know, this guy's really fascinating, really affable, really nice. It just a, seems like a kind, relaxed, chill person. And he's moving on. He's actually going to develop a space program in the Middle East, his own company. Um, and he states that he's going to send uh, his remote uh, drones on a ship and uh, stop it off on the moon and stop it off on Mars. And run these drones and see what's going on in these certain areas that seem to have life. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years. And see if David really gives us this open information that we, we really want. This this uh, you know disclosure info that we really are seeking. So anyway guys, I hope you enjoyed this little story about David Adair. His uh, relationship with this uh, alien uh, engine from a humongous craft that's down in area 51. Um, and, uh, kind of makes me think about flight and navigator. If you ever saw that Disney movie from back in the eighties, the kid actually had uh, telepathic communication with this craft and he had star charts in his head from it. Um, and, but that's how they communicated was through telepathy. 
kind of interesting how art imitates life and maybe life imitates art and that kind of thing. But anyway, I hope, hope you guys are taking care of your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continue to question that universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care, and Lockdown Universe out.